Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 807, 26 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden on a cold Saturday morning. A little bit of warming up in the next couple of days. But if you have a question about your lawn or your garden or your vegetables or your broccoli or your collards or your houseplants, you can give me a call at 404-872-0750. You can tweet messages to me through Twitter. Just hashtag AskWalter. A reminder that we're going to England on a garden tour next uh, summer, next June. We're already halfway full, which is hard to believe, but I know Christmas is coming. you got to think about your budget and things like that. But you can still go online, go to WalterReeves.com, click on the details about the England trip, and put a small deposit down. Save up your money January, February, March, and come with us to England, London, private gardens, the Cotswolds, and all sorts of adventures. Speaking of adventures, this afternoon, Ashley Frasco will be with a bunch of her friends out at the Barbecue House in Lithia Springs with a big adventure called Toys for Tots. Big event we do every year. We're fortunate enough to get to carry it on every year since Captain Herb's passing, but this was a huge deal to him his hometown, his area of Douglas County. So we continue the tradition, the Marine Corps Toys for Tots and getting toys for children all over Metro Atlanta. It's gotten bigger and bigger every year. So the traffic team, myself and Doug Turnbull, Smile and Mark McKay, Mark Aram, all put all our energy into this this time of year. So we would love to see everybody and their families out at Fred's Barbecue House right off Thornton Road in Lithia Springs. Bring the motorcycle out. There's a motorcycle ride, too. It starts at 11. The whole event, though, Walter, goes 11 to 6, and we're going to broadcast live on the air 1 to 4. Bring toys. Bring toys. Brand new unwrapped toys. And we talked earlier, the biggest need... You know, the toddler toys are the easiest and probably most affordable to buy, but the biggest need they have is toys for teenagers, something you think about maybe 12 to 17-year-olds need. Mm -hmm. So that would be great. There's going to be a ton of bikes that are donated every year. So, But the teenagers, if you haven't gotten a gift yet and you want to bring one one out representing your family, you know, we, we welcome you to do so. Books is not a bad idea. You might find a teenager who wants a book, and that was, for me, one of the best things about Christmas was my aunt Elizabeth in New York would send a book, or better yet, a subscription to the Book of the Month Club for Teens. Boy, did I love getting those books. That would be really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and, and there is an arm of the Marine Corps Toys for Tots as well that makes sure children do get books as yes. part of this Toys for Tots as well. You know, education can't be forgotten there. Yeah. So the Marine Corps Toys for Tots program is excellent, covers all over Metro Atlanta. So bring an unwrapped toy in your family and just get in the Christmas spirit today. Have a great day with us. Lots of activities for kids. It's at Fred's Barbecue House in Lithia Springs. And it's all free? All free. That's right. Thank you, Ashley. Our number again, 404-872-0750. You know, going back to that Christmas book thing, you know, one of the probably seminal events in my interest in nature and the outside world, the natural world, I guess, is a book. It was about a boy who followed John Bartram. Bartram on Bartram's Trail. Bartram's, you know, marched through the southeast as he cataloged plants. But I remember specifically one of the things, one of the events that happened to this boy who was with Bartram as they traveled 
was he came upon an old cabin, and in the cabin were clay tubes. And the clay tubes, as some of you know, uh, are the is the housing for the eggs of a dirt dauber wasp. And I was very familiar with, with these clay tubes, but wasn't really sure what was in there. I knew there was some bug that kept going in and out, but I wasn't sure what that was because, again, I was not that old and didn't realize sort of how nature and insects and everything works. But John Bartram took the tube apart and showed the little boy that the book is about, about the spiders and things that were inside there that the dirt dauber wasp had paralyzed, laid their eggs on it, and then stuffed inside this clay tube. And I knew about the clay tubes because they built them up and down the walls of the outhouse that we used on the farm. And so I knew what those tubes looked like. I just didn't know what was inside of them. And I remember specifically as a kid going up there and very carefully taking one of those tubes apart and looking inside. And lo and behold, there were spiders inside there that the dirt dauber wasp had put in. That probably was one of the very first curiosity things that assuaged my curiosity as a teenager about how does the natural world work. And now, several years later, here I am on the radio, 404-872-0750. Don is in Greensboro, and Don joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Don, right. good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up, Don? Uh, I have a magnolia tree. I live on Lake Oconee out there. Yeah. And uh, I planted it. It wasn't. It was probably six feet tall when I planted it. It's probably now ten or twelve feet tall. About four years later. Okay. But it has never had a bloom. Do you happen to remember anything about the variety name of it, Don? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't. Uh, it was it four has, years ago. <laughs> it has beautiful leaves. They're about the size of your hand. Yeah. Brown underneath and green on top. Well, that's a good description thing for me. When you describe the leaves, about how long are the leaves? Four inches, five inches, ten inches? I would say they're uh, five inches. Then you have. All right. I know I know pretty much with certainty what you have. There are, of course, the regular southern magnolia, which typically have the big leaves, leaves that are 10 to sometimes 14 inches long. They're great big leaves, four inches wide, brown underneath, yeah, green on top. But the big southern magnolias are famous for not blooming regularly or young when the tree is still young. They just wait a while. It could be five, ten years before they really start blooming. But when they do, of course, the southern magnolia blooms like crazy. And then about, it's been 15 or 20 years ago now, somebody began to develop and hybridize, not hybridize, but just breed southern magnolias to find a more dwarf size, a smaller leaf size. And one of the benefits they found by dwarfing the magnolia was one that bloomed earlier. So very likely what you have is called Little Jim, G-E-M, Little Jim Magnolia. And they're typically smaller. They only get to mm, 20 feet tall, I'm guessing, is about its maximum height. The leaves are just as you described, that they're only about 6 to maybe maximum 8 inches long. The good news is, is that Little Jim is much more likely to start blooming earlier than the older southern magnolias would. And I'll bet you, I'd be willing to bet you something, Don, that it will bloom this year. Okay, well, Because four I, years I is right when they start. <laughs> yeah, it's right was, about I now. I was about ready to give up on it. Nah, don't give up. I promise you, if given the right environment, I'm assuming you water occasionally, that's pretty well established, got a good root system on it. As long as it's uh -huh. a well-established magnolia, my bet is that little Jim is going to surprise you in May, June this year. Okay, well, thank you very much. I'll look forward to that. Uh, Fingers crossed. I appreciate you taking my call. I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen, Don. Thanks for calling.
Okay, thank you very much. Richard, Richard's out in Jasper, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Richard, good morning. Good morning. Hey, man, what's up? I've got a plant that um, I think I'm not able to kill. It's a cactus. (laughs) But uh, I don't know what to do with it uh, in the wintertime. In the summer, I just had it on the porch in a pot. Water it once a week, and, and it did well. But I brought it in, obviously, but I'm kind of concerned it. It still needs light. Yeah, gotta have light. Uh, but I don't want to put it back out. What What's your suggestion? Yeah, the best you could do is the brightest light possible inside the house. And where, what sunny window do you have? And bedroom, bathroom, <laughs> kitchen? I don't know, but find that bright window and set it there. The uh, I got gotcha. One thing uh, it does not particularly like at all, Richard, is having if you have an uninsulated window that you have a little cold draft that comes down the face of the glass, that is not what a cactus wants to be living in. And so pull it back with uh, maybe a little bench or a table or something that's back a, oh, six or seven inches from the window itself so it doesn't hit that cold draft coming down. But more light, more light, more light, and not a lot of water. It's I not going to need next, much. Next question, if they go dormant in the winter and you just don't need to water them that much. You don't need to water them much. A little bit every once in a while is fine. And you probably do this in the summertime. You drench it and the water comes out the bottom of the pot and then you put it back on the porch and everybody's happy. And during the wintertime, you'll do that once a month. Maybe is enough for a cactus to be happy as long as it doesn't get that cold draft on it. Uh, okay. Thank you. All right. Good talking to you, Richard. You too. Comes now, Sister Nancy and Dunwoody. Nancy joins us on Lawn and Garden. Nancy, hey, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How can I help, Nancy? Oh, I hope you can. I have beautiful creeping Jenny in my front yard, and it gets a lot of sun, and these beautiful purple bushes around it. But what pops up all over the place is that wild garlic. Sure. And I have tried everything, and it just keeps coming back. And when I dig it up, those little bulbs, pop off like shrapnel and go in all different directions. I am going to kill two birds with one stone here, Nancy. Oh, I hope. Do you have someone who has not yet bought you the perfect Christmas present? Yes. Good, because I have the present they're going to give you. Ooh, it's called a water-powered weeder. It is so awesome for getting garlic, wild onion, wild garlic out of ground, out of beds, out of the lawn. It is the most fabulous thing in the world. You never find it at garden centers or hardware stores or anything around Atlanta. The only way you find it is by ordering it from the, I think it's A.M. Leonard, one of the online gardening type catalogs. But the way that you find it, here's the way you find it. Go to my my website, WalterReeves.com, type one word, funky, F-U-N-K-Y. Because okay. I made a I made a web page called uh, Funky Fertilizers and Cool Tools, and okay. the cool tool part is where you'll go and show you know scroll down the page so you get to the water powered weeder and uh, send that link to whoever hasn't given, gotten you a present yet and say hey guess what I want for Christmas and they will get you that water-powered weeder. It is connected to your water hose. You spray water down into the ground around the roots and the bulbs of those onions, and you just pull up a handful of them. They don't come apart and throw them in the trash, and that is how you weed. Well, how do I get them to come, not come back? If you'll get all those bulbs, which is the way the water weeder works, is to get all the bulbs out of there at one time, you'll have fewer and fewer onions, garlic over the year, and you'll get most of them the first time you try. 
Okay, well, it's worth a try. Water-powered weeder. Go to WalterReeves.com, type one word, funky, to go to the Cool Tools and Funky Fertilizers page, and you will get the water-powered weeder. It is an awesome Christmas present. It's 818. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Bottom line is cold outside. You already knew that. 26.4 degrees outside. High today, around 40 degrees overnight, down to 30, so not quite as cold. Your full weekend forecast comes in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Frank Zappa, what do you have to say? Have no balls, but I'd be. All right, thank you, Frank. That's all we need to know. We got to the phone. Let's go to the phones. We got David in Calhoun, Georgia, joining us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, David. Morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? And fine. How can I help? I wanted to know if you could tell me the most effective way to heat my greenhouse. Mmm, gas is great, but you got to bury the line to go out there. Electricity is about the next best. Why do you ask? Well, I am trying to have some winter tomatoes and ah, a few other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have an old Berkey. Uh, it's a ten by fourteen. Ah. All glass and aluminum, um, and I just want to try to do the best job on it. Can you get some gas out there? Uh, with a great deal of difficulty. Mm, can you run some electricity out there then, David? Because <laughs> that's your only I, other hope. I, I can do that, yes. Yeah, that's about the only thing you can do. Get a, uh, you know, a little space heaters, oil-filled heaters, doesn't really matter what you have, but whatever electricity you have, run a space heater and let that do. Do the best job you possibly can in sealing it. Grass, glass greenhouses are famous for losing air through cracks and crevices and everything. And just like your house, you seal the cracks and crevices around your windows and doors. you got to seal them around the door and around all those panes on your glass greenhouse. Um, it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all to get several black cinder blocks. Just paint them black. Spray paint all these cinder blocks black. Put it on the floor. Put them along the walls. Put it in places where they don't. Um, uh, block sunlight on your tomato plants, but they will absorb heat during the day from the sun and then release it at night. So you can save a little money that way by having some mass in there, painting them black and letting that be absorbed during the day. But other than that, uh, take your wallet down to Mr. Georgia Power and say, we're going to put some electricity in this greenhouse and we're going to have us some tomatoes, no matter how much they cost. It's 828 at News Talk WSB. Back to more Lawn and Garden after news. Festive in the public's holiday headquarters studio at WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.35 on a Saturday morning, 27 degrees outside. If you haven't been outside yet, 
It is not as warm as it was the last time you went outside. It is 27 degrees. It's going to warm up a little bit in the next few days, a little bit of rain maybe, Monday, Tuesday. But you'll get your full weekend forecast in just a few minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And as we know, this is the holiday season, and one of the things that we think about during the holiday season is the smells of your home, how much it smells just great to have greenery and Christmas trees and mulled cider and baking things and stuff like that. And one place to go that always smells good is Pike Nursery and my friend Mickey Gasway, who always smells good, too. Because <laughs> well, thank you very much. You, 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 you have that particular, what is it, is it Mouquet de Bois or whatever that perfume? Oh, yes. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Mickey, you smell so good every time I sm- every time yes, I'm sitting next to you. Up. Well, you smell great. Well, Pike Nursery smell great, too. Differently, yes, but it still does. Good. When you walk in the greenhouse, it just—it's wonderful. I just love it. I can't wait to get there. <laughs> yeah, and because the trees are hanging up there, it looks like a little forest, a little Christmas wonderland, and the flock trees and the green trees are hanging out there. But today yeah, we've got they're the, all very fresh too, because we keep them in water yep. the whole time. Yep. That really makes a difference. And today, though, we have a sale going on: twenty percent off on what? Fresh Christmas wreaths. To make it nice and pretty and green, nice wreaths to put on the door, put inside on the fireplace. That would be awesome. I've got one on my fireplace and one on my front door and one on my front gate. Good heavens. (laughs) It looks like Christmas. You you are wreathed with wreaths. Yes, I'm wreathed and wreathed. Um, Yeah, we've got all different kinds. We've got the Frasers in several different sizes. We've got some some mixed wreaths. They've got several different foliages, right. and then we've got the noble fur wreath, and uh, we've got boxwood wreath. Awesome! So you have different leafy things. You mm-hmm. got the evergreen, the needle things, the broadleaf things as well. And of course, yeah. wreaths. If you get a basic wreath, you can always decorate them. As Mickey taught the classes on the Williamsburg wreath, by putting various fruits and leaves and right. berries and things like that, so you can dress them up or just leave them as they are. They're pretty enough as they are. And the one on my front door has got leftover apples on it. Uh-huh. It looks beautiful. I mean, it's so pretty. Everybody says, you know, that's so pretty. And it's nothing special, but I love them. And the I woodpeckers don't come up and bang on the door to eat the, eat the old no, apple? No, every once in a while I get a little squirrel that comes to visit. Uh-huh. But not very. But not on the wreath. They don't bother the cream wreath. No, uh-huh. not at all. All right. I'll take your word for it. I love them. I love them. Let's talk a little bit about trees. The trees are still looking great at Pike Nursery. got plenty of them. And so they are, again, the thing you mentioned earlier about being in water from the time they arrive till the time someone takes them out of the store, <laughs> that is really important for a fresh tree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if you, and once it calluses over, you know, if you let it stay a day before you put it in water, if you, now, a lot of ours people uh, will get the stands with them. You can buy the stand along with it, and uh, then all you have to do is get it home and put it up in your house. You don't have to bother with putting the stand on it or anything like that. Yeah. And then you can put water on it instantly. But if you take it home and it's been cut and you wait two or three days before you um, before you put it in water, then it's calloused over and it won't take up anymore. You have to put a fresh cut on it. Exactly. So just remember that. That's one of the pains of Christmas tree buying is having to cut the butt yourself, having to cut that little slice off the bottom of it so fresh water will go up into the tree. If you don't do that, then the tree dries out so quickly, just a few days inside the house with heating and drafts and things, just all the needles fall off of it. But Pike keeps their trees fresh. You hang them up so that you can see what they look like, how the leaves and the limbs fall on them, and that I think is an awesome thing. 
They oh. are beautiful. They are beautiful. We'll get them on top of your car. We'll put them in netting and put them on top of your car and just make it as easy as we possibly can. And also, don't forget the flock trees. And the flock trees, the white uh, uh, flocks trees. With the this, Again, the flocking is not poisonous. It's not something no. bad for the environment. It's just shredded paper is all the flocking yeah. is. Right. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It really, really is. And those, you don't have to keep water. And Mickey, water. since I hear your bird, whose name is... <laughs> Bubba. Bubba, there behind you. Uh, we might remind everybody that Pike has a full, full, full supply of birding supplies, and those make great Christmas presents for everybody with parrot or without parrot. You still can yes, get some birding right. we don't have supplies. Food, but we've got outside birds. I'm sorry. I, I need to get to work. Pretty, yeah, I know Bubba's I saying, hey, what time is it making? You need to go into the nurture right now. <laughs> we, had a, we had a nice Christmas party last night, so. We were later getting up this morning. But anyway, I hope everybody will come in and see us today and um, just uh, enjoy the season. Greenery, wreaths, trees, lots of stuff on sale, birding supplies, pike nurseries, your place to go for the weekend and the winter, I should say, winter shopping season. And if we wanted to find a pike nursery location, where would we look? At pikenursery.com. And you tell Bubba I said hello. Okay, Merry Christmas. All right, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to Bubba, too. Bubba says Merry Christmas. Oh, right, I'm sure he did. Thanks for calling, Mickey. 404-872-0750 is the number on Lawn and Garden. Lionel in Eckworth, Georgia, is with us. Hey, Lionel, good morning. Good morning, Mr. Walter. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can I help? I have a need of grass from my portrait yard. Yes. I got the curve. On the, on the yard, I would like to know if it's the best time for me to fill him up with the uh, Not necessarily have a dip, a low place, a spot that water stands in in your lawn. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Not now. <laughs> the yeah. The time to fill those holes is when the grass is rapidly growing. So we have to wait probably, Lionel, until May, very early June maybe is a good time to do it. And even then, the way to fill that hole is not with sand. I know your neighbors will come to you and say, hey, if you got a hole in the yard, just fill it full of sand, and the Bermuda grows right on top. And that is true for a golf course, but for a normal lawn, for your lawn, for everybody else's lawn, the best filling material is a mixture of sand and topsoil. So buy a bag of sand, buy a bag of topsoil, mix them together in a wheelbarrow, and put a layer about half an inch thick on the grass, sweep it a little bit with a broom, it'll rake the, the sand mixture down, and then let the grass grow on top of that for about a month, put another half inch if needed down, broom that in a little bit, let the grass grow on top of that. So gradually over a summer's time, you can add easily an inch to an inch and a half of filling material and level up the lawn so it doesn't have the low spots in it. So I don't have to put a new seed when I do that. No, because the Bermuda will grow into the grass, if you into the sand mixture, as long as you do it when the grass is green in May or June. May or June. Okay, thank you very much. Lionel, great. Thanks for calling. I'm happy to have you be. You too. We'll see you soon. All right. We've got Steve on the line. Steve's out in Lawrenceville and joins us. Hey, Steve. Morning. Oh, good morning, Walter. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What you got? Oh, I heard your dirt dog story, so I said, well, I do this morning with curiosity. I'm going to play golf at a golf course. We have three black walnut trees, and I said, they're just laying there. Why don't, why don't I pick them up and see if I can get some black walnuts in them? Well, sure. Didn't happen. Oh. I did it two years in a row, and there was nothing in there, and I noticed they were 
awfully light uh, when I figured it out. I figured if they were there, the squirrels weren't even down there. Huh. So, uh, I tried it two years in a row, and, and I went up to Pennsylvania and, and North Carolina and brought them back, and they, they, they were fine from there. But uh, some reason in North Carolina, they're not uh, doing anything. So, bottom line, the walnuts are not bearing, or the walnuts are not sprouting. Which are you asking, Steve? Uh, well, the uh, they're not uh, they're not bearing at all. I opened every one of them; they were nothing there. Other than that, it was dried up uh, to the point where it was you couldn't eat it. Yeah, but they're 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 bearing. At least the nuts are oh, yeah, physically bearing, there, but there's nothing inside. No, they're laying all over the place on yeah. this uh, the three areas uh, that, that we have on the golf course. Yeah. There's a possibility that they have weevils. There's a weevil that gets in pecans and hickories, and I'm sure they would attack a walnut just as easily as they would the others. So right. the likelihood, my guess, is going to be shuck weevil or hickory weevil, pecan weevil is several names for the bug. And, you know, to be blunt, there's not a bunch you can do about it, Steve. Some years no. are bad, some years <laughs> are not so bad, and... Walnuts are hard enough to get into anyway, and well, if you, I, oh yeah, that was <laughs> the hammer and stone and cursing method usually yeah. works. Um, oh, but if you, I, for I, me, well, I would go to the store and buy black walnuts right. if you need black walnuts. But as far as the ones that are on the ground outside, right. let the let squirrels or other creatures have them. They're too much trouble. I walked right by them this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly the okay. that's the way well, to treat. Thanks All right, a lot Steve. For taking my call. All, All right, right man. We'll see you. A mother back in the ooh, when the mid fifties, I guess it was late fifties, mid fifties. But my mother planted a walnut tree, a little seedling that was coming up, and she thought she would pay for our college education by planting this walnut tree, and it would have this wonderful walnut wood that she would sell to a lumber mill or something when we were college age. That didn't work either. The walnut still stands, still bears copious amounts of walnuts. By the way, you can get into them. They do have a nut that you can eat if you peck at it with a hammer and a pick. But um, that walnut tree is not clear. The the wood on it is not straight grain, and so she didn't pay for our college with the black walnut tree. Black walnut trees have to be tall and straight grained and really, really nice-looking tree in order to be valuable at all. So... If you have a black wallet, don't think that it's going to pay for college education for your kid. All right, Carrie Beth. Carrie Beth is out in North Carolina, and she joins us on Lawn and Garden. Carrie Beth, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help you, Carrie Beth? Um, I bought a twin setter yeah. for my mom for Christmas. Awesome. And I wanted to know if I could keep it alive for a year. Ooh, my mother's poinsettia, Carrie Beth, is still alive, and she has had that one for three years so far. So, yes, you can. And here is the real key to remember about poinsettias, Carrie Beth. If it has foil around the bottom of the pot, take the foil off. Put the, put the um, poinsettia into a little saucer or something that you know keeps water from getting on the table where you have it. And during the summertime, Carrie Beth, take it to a place outdoors that has some some shade, not full sun, just some shade, and water it every once in a while. Take your fingers. You have a little water meter on the end of your hand called your finger. You just put the finger down into the soil. And if it's moist, then you don't need to water it. If it's dry, then you need to water it. Poinsettias will stay outside for all summer long. They'll look really, really nice and green in October of next year, you bring it indoors and you put it in some darkness at night, some light during the day, and gradually it will change color 
from October through about November around Thanksgiving, and it'll be read by Christmas. But if you keep it alive, which I think you can, Carrie Beth, just keep it outdoors during the summer and keep it indoors during the winter, you, like me, can have a mother with a three-year-old poinsettia and be pretty pretty proud of it. Sure. I have, I have a sunroom, and I'm wondering if we can keep it in there. Yes, that's a great place. That's a great place. There's more sun poinsettias or wild plants in Mexico is where they came from. And so they like sunshine, and they don't like to be overwatered. So that was my, my point. Remember, don't let it have water accumulate in the foil underneath it. Put it in a saucer. But if you keep it in a sunroom, Beth, you need to fertilize it once or twice, maybe. It doesn't need a lot of fertilizer, so get some miracle Grow. Get your mom. Y'all work out how to mix it up and fertilize it once or twice during the year. But you can, yes, keep a poinsettia alive for at least three years because my mother has done that herself. Thanks for calling, Carrie Beth. It's 848. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves for the lawn and garden advice you need. Quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It is 855, 28 degrees outside. It's going to be a little bit warmer this afternoon and evening. 30 degrees overnight, 40 degrees during the day. Warming up into the 60s with a chance of rain in Monday and Tuesday. We'll see about that when it comes. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. You know, one of the things that you have to have in order to have a lawn and garden show is confidence that you know the answers to the questions. And one of the things you need to have total confidence is the fact that you are going to be on the air when you answer these questions. And for 10 years, I have been confident every time I walked into the studio that Scott Maxim was going to be here, that we'd be on the air, that he would keep everything going, and that no matter what emergency happened, whether it was me rolling in at 6.05 on a Saturday morning or me getting lost going to a remote broadcast, somehow... At least Scott was in charge, and Ashley there, too. Ashley, you and I have worked together now for how long? About five years. About five. So Scott's I've been, been here with ten. you half the time Scott has, yeah. and I came in to such a good unit. You and Scott have this great working relationship, a, a healthy amount of energy for 6 a.m. on a Saturday. Ooh. Let's admit sometimes we're not quite awake yet, but Scott's on point. There's no one that we would trust more to be on the other side of that glass than Scott Maxim. And the great thing is the music that Scott brings is enormous musical encyclopedia of a brain that can find music about chiggers, about ticks, about possums, about any weird thing we talk about on the show. Scott will find a song to go with it. Scott, we're going to miss you. Scott Maxim is ending his career at WSB. He'll be moving on to greener pastures at another radio station. We will miss you terribly. Jason Byers will be the man with the big, with the small feet, the big shoes, but soon his feet will grow into Scott's shoes, we hope. Of course, my show would not be complete without acknowledging Ashley Frasca five years doing questions and answers off the air and screening our calls. And Scott Maxim again leaving us today, but hopefully we'll see him again real soon. Jason Byers will be in charge from now on. Jason, keep us on the air. That's all we ask. Emergencies, no big deal. If you didn't get your question answered today, go to WalterReeves.com. Details about the trip to England next June. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, email, buy books if you want to for Christmas. We'll see you next Saturday for another edition of Lawn and Garden.